Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to your Jazzy episode 42, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm Bob. No, I'm just kidding. I'm Miss Mimi. What and, the fuck? Uh, I'm your co <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was funny. What? I mean, you're not wrong, but what? And that's the reaction I was going for. Uh, that, that was good. And you're Bob. No. Oh, oh god, it's been a very silly night here at, at oddswithgod.com productions. Isn't that right? Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. <clears throat> oh goodness gracious. It has been if my voice sounds hoarse, it's because we were just yucking it up with our pre-show Amoongus session, and I'm still recovering from that. Uh but how are you, Miss Mimi, Bob? Hey. Um. <clears throat> yes. Good. I'm alive. I'm okay. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> what does okay even mean in COVID anymore? <laughs> oh, I was going. What <laughs> is a legacy? Is it planning a season in the garden that you will never get to see? I mean, I'm all right. I released a new lullaby, so that's fun. I got good reviews yeah, at work. That's cool. Look, Lil Nas X, Lil Nas X with Holiday, move aside. Miss Mimi's coming in, dropping a new hot track. Tell us about it. Uh, it's a lullaby. What's it's it called, called? It's called Little Vibes. Hell yeah. Which is... There's a joke in there, but I'm not going to tell you what it is, because you got to figure it out. <clears throat> <laughs> I thought it was very clever. You would. I <laughs> oh, good God. Oh, my God. I'm still recovering from all that. But um, uh, I've been good. Um, I've been hanging out with Jamie from our server a whole lot, um, working on some behind-the-scenes stuff. She's been helping me with some other behind-the-scenes stuff, so that's a lot of fun. Um other than that, we have like a ton of new people that just joined the server today. So hello, everyone within the well today and in the past 24 hours and two of them are in the chat right now. So hello. Um, hello. I th I am trying to think I knew that there was something I wanted to like bring up that was like big, exciting news right at the top of the show. But for the life of me, I cannot I cannot place it. Probably can't, buddy. We you always forget to bring it up later. I absolutely never forget. I've been writing it into my show notes. I actually played Camp Buddy not too long ago. It was nice. It was really nice. I was having some trouble getting in the mood, so I was just like, "I know what I'm going to do. <clears throat> I know exactly what I'm going to do." Uh, Miss Mimi. <clears throat> Other than that, uh, before we get into the patrons, or anything else we need to talk about in the little pre-show. Butts. We butts. should always talk about butts. I agree. I butts agree. I agree. But like, but like Jazzy. Yeah. 
What's a sex swing? What is a sex swing? Indeed. So thank you again to all of our wonderful patrons. Uh, you can check out our Patreon. It's linked on at oddswithgod.com. It should be linked in the show notes down below. It's everywhere. It's on my Twitter profile. It's on my Instagram profile. Uh, that is the best way to support the ongoing production of the show. Coming in hot in the $1 vanilla tier, which gets you a username shout out. We have Damia, Phil258, and Raystar. In the $5 tier, which gets you a set of nude photos every month, uh, which I'm getting a new camera soon. So those uh, nudes are going to look a hell of a lot better real soon. Uh, we have Abby, Michael, Annie, Brian, Casa, Jamie, Juicebox, Maxine, Skywalker. In the $10 uh, Kingster tier, which gets you uh, some video porn I make once a month, an extended shout out. We have Ishi, who says uh, very explicitly, this is to be shouted, eat the rich. And Scotia in the $15 Sinner tier. Actually, I fucked up the $10 tier name. That is uh, fetishist. <laughs> $5 is Kingster. Oops. Uh, in the $15 Sinner tier, we have Daddy Gray, who writes, uh, what do you call somebody with no body and no nose? Nobody knows. Uh, uh. Imp Kaneko, who writes, shout out to my carelessness as it slowly and surely helps my roommates figure out uh, my true diaper baby girl status. And Joe, who writes, thank you to Miss Jazzy for making me a prim and proper diaper baby girl. I have always wanted to be deep down wholesome. Forgot to mention in the $15 tier, you get to be a little <coughs> co-director situation on the monthly porn and kind of steer the direction it goes. If you want to see specific things and last but not least in the $20 deviant tier, which gets you everything you also get your name written on me for all the porn. We have big C. Thank you everyone for donating to the Patreon. Once again, uh, really, 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 really appreciate it, especially with the holiday season coming up and a second lockdown impending. Uh, it is more crucial now more so than ever. And I really appreciate it. Miss Mimi, we are an advice show and what we do on an advice show is we give advice. What is the first question? The first question. <clears throat> Let's see. <clears throat> what? 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 <laughs> Do you want me to read it? <laughs> I got this. Uh, <laughs> Dear Jazzy, beep, boo boo, boo boo, beep. That's from. Uh, Doug Dimodome nearly averting the Dima disaster, she, her. And my response is, no, man, you got it all wrong. It's B, boo, boo, bop, boo, boo, bop. Next question, please. Insert screaming R2-D2 noises. <laughs> That's the a SpongeBob reference from Robot Crabs. Sure. Are you adulting so hard that you don't recognize this classic SpongeBob reference? Dear Jazz Puddles and Miss oh. Mimi, who hears Hortons <laughs> in the land above. <laughs> Shut down. <clears throat> what <clears throat> are some things that kids do that you wish you could still do? Aside from not pay taxes and be in constant existential, emotional, and physical pain. Ouch. Personally, 
I'd love to have a really big birthday party with all my friends like when I was a kid and we'd all go play laser tag or play in those foamy gymnastic pits with sheet cake. Yum. Okay, that's sorry. That's my question. This is from Skywalker pronouns. He him. Uh, This is a fantastic question. And right off the bat, I would say I wish I had the metabolism of a child. Because uh, at 25, I feel old and crunchity, and I'm sick of it. But my real answer is, uh, do you know those, like, indoor gymnasiums that have, like, the vats full of, like, the foam blocks, and you can, like, like jump off of things and, like, launch yourself into them, and you can, like, Tarzan swing on the ropes, and they have those springboards that you can, like, jump on with, like, the, the balance beams and everything? That's what I want to do. <clears throat> I'm fairly certain we have one of those here is for adults. Please take me. Please take me. <laughs> I'm literally getting my passport updated. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I just sent out an email about that. Uh, please take me. Please. <laughs> Things I wish I could do now than I was a kid. See, I just don't, like, give zero hex. I just do what I want. <laughs> yeah valid valid so like if i had something like a birthday party when i was a kid i'd just have a birthday p- hell yeah i've thrown it's... more birthday parties for littles like that than i can even count on both hands i love like, having birthday parties like this year I... even though we were in lockdown i felt like so fucking special <clears throat> because everyone made such a big deal with my birthday and i was like Ooh. There is one thing that I wish that I could still do like I did when I was a kid. Although I, this is a really bad example because I think I only ever did this once. But like snow days. Yes. You just get to yes. stay home. I was that kid who always went to school because I was that kid. I think mm-hmm. I missed it. Like I skipped out on school once for a snow day. I just always went to school. But like, man... If we had, like, a massive snowstorm, I'd be like, oh, well, I guess I don't have to go to work today. Well, I guess I'll still get paid. Yeah, I'd love that. Like, if I could, like, not go to work on a snow day and still get paid, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. You know, I would argue, I I want to submit to the council uh, that being an adult kicks ass because you can totally choose to do things like, you know what? I am going to have a big blowout birthday bash. And like, I will choose to do X, Y, and Z because I am a free adult over the age of 18 and I can do things. And like, the only difference is that you have responsibilities, but also you have the ability to do so many more things because you don't have to ask anyone to go to like round one arcade or Dave and Buster's. You can just go there. And load up your card with as many tokens as you freaking want as much as your adult wallet can handle. Because you're an adult and you can do that. And that that kicks ass. I think I also miss the freedom of financial mistakes. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you fuck up you fuck up financially, it's like, oh I guess I don't have to you know, I don't have allowance for a couple weeks or like, you know, you figure it out and you get it sorted. I'm an adult now. I fuck up financially. I can't pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, that's a thing. I've been like hardcore looking at my finances because I've been 
<clears throat> I've been hardcore considering getting the the new Apple card. I'm just like, do I want my credit score to take such like a dra- a drastic hit from doing a hard pull on my credit score? And then I remember like, wow, well, I just adulted so hard. I'm really proud of myself. How often do you pull your credit score? Uh, never. So then doing one pull of your credit score is not going to do anything to your credit score. I mean, that's true. It just doesn't work that way. It's your credit score and such is going to take a hit if you're pulling it all the damn time. And people are going to start looking at you funny if you're pulling it all the time, because what that looks like is you're trying to get loans and people are denying you. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's only been pulled. You pull your credit score once in like two years or whatever. Nobody's going to even look at that twice. Like, okay, you're pulling your credit score. What do you freaking do? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think it only gets pulled about like once a year at absolute most. And you most of the time. You start worrying about it if you're pulling it like once a month or oh, more. Geez. People are doing that? You'd be surprised what people do. Welcome to, to the Dear Jazzy uh, financial f- podcast. <laughs> How many credit cards does it take to finance a whole uh, nursery built by uh, Niflum? Uh, what? I... What? Oh, no, go ahead. I mean, I've just been watching my finances because I need, I'm need. i almost finished paying off the car repairs. And I want to um, buy a new computer. Also, oh, Christmas congrats. is coming up. Yes, it is. And, like, You'll, I have in the a winter massive sol- Christmas vacation, so... Nice. Yeah, Yule and the winter solstice are quickly approaching. A bunch of people have like individually come up to me and were like, are we going to do like a secret Santa for the server? And I was like, uh, that sounds rad. So, yes, I want to do that. We're going to need to check in about what people are OK with, with addresses and stuff and how you give out gifts and what have you, because oh, that could get dicey. That could get dicey unless we do it with like Amazon wishlist or something. Yeah, we'll have to. Yeah, we'll look into it. We'll look into it. Next question. Mim, dear. <clears throat> Mim mom and jazz poot. I definitely read that as jazz post. I was like, what is a jazz post? If you <laughs> A university lecture. What would the title and topic of your lecture be? Truly and sincerely, a fawn who does not know where to hang her degree. Uh, truly, the best place to hang a degree is is above the bed with the family portrait. Clearly, uh, but a university Might be l- the wrong name, so I don't hang it. I just I just have a sticky note over over the name on the degree. But um I'm going to think on this. I'm going to give you the talking stick cuz this is a hard one. So I So um my university lecture would be one of two different titles. Um yeah one of them would be so you want to (laughs) fuck the other one would be how to get in my pants i like it 
and the entire university lecture would be on how fucked up people are and why consent is so important. You know, I like where you're going with this. I want to tack on to that. There's way more shit that happens at a university that breaches consent than there should be, and people need to take that class. You know, there's literally a book on this that I've been, I've been meaning to get into. I've like skimmed it a bit, but I've been <clears> needing <throat> to like sit down and read it for the show. It's called American Hookup, and it literally talks about sexual culture on university campuses, and it is so interesting because it does like a deep feminist perspective dive on things like consent and like the the idea of like sexual currency and all the toxic shit that goes into sexual culture on college campuses it's such a fascinating read and i think i'm going to like do a little bit of homework and then like re-answer this next week maybe (laughs) because the book is looks really good and from the little i've read of it is very good um so i would say like how to fuck me a feminist perspective on hooking up or like um i'm trying to think of like something clever like a ted talk title to talk about like bdsm and why it's such just like a beautiful form of love making and like consent and everything but i can't you know, I, I'm trying to, I just can't come up. See, I can't make parent jokes and parent puns because I'm not like you or Gray. And I can't just like rip off these like knee slappers off the top of my butt like you two can. But um, I mean, I'd also call it like 50 shades of consent, not 50 shades of abuse. True. True. 50 shades of red, black and blue. daddy just texted me he says i like the one you said it was clever thanks love uh from a non-kinky perspective i would totally do a university lecture on like see i'm trying to think of like a clever name again it's not going to happen i would love to do a university lecture on like the history of online uh games specifically like the evolution of mmos or something Cause I'm really, really interested in like digital archeology. span And so being able to deep dive into like, in particular, like the late eighties to early nineties to late nineties era of online role-playing games would be such a cool like lecture slash Ted talk that I could do. And that's like my non kinky answer. What would yours be? My non kinky answer would I teach a music history class called Bach to the future. Yeah, this is why you're my co-host. I fucking love you. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, I think that's it for this question. Did you have anything else you wanted to tack on? No, I think I'm okay. Cool. Uh, Miss Mimi, did you know that Dear Jazzy is uh, partially supported by our friends at Bielitz Games who make a little visual novel called Camp Buddy? I think I mentioned that somewhere in this show. I think you mentioned. I think you mentioned that somewhere in the show. Camp Buddy is an <laughs> awesome new visual novel from BLS Games with over three hundred unique uh, works of art. They're all super high quality, animated sex scenes, original soundtrack that slaps. I do have to say, 
fully voice acted, multiple branching story paths takes at least bare minimum 50 hours to get through it. And that's if you're speed running, which why would you speed run something so good? Just saying uh, you can check it out and also support the show while you do it on at oddswithgone.com slash camp buddy. You'll find all of our affiliate links there. Thank you once again to BLS games for helping out the show and miss Mimi. What is the next question? <clears throat> Dear Jazzy Pupper and Miss Mimi Cheetah Mom. I like it. I identify ace, but recently had strong desires to get fucked. How does everyone else deal with that? Ko, the confused bottom bitch. Pronouns she, her. I appreciate all the emphasis you put on those words. Um... What I will say is there is a lot of people who are really, really shitty and ace phobic. And I don't think they realize just how ace phobic they are <clears throat> because there are so many. Cause we did a whole episode talking about ace stuff and the response to that was really, really, really good. And one of the things we talked about in there is you are able to identify as ace and, and still enjoy sex you are able to be ace and still enjoy kinky scenes. You're able to be ace and be sex repulsed. You're able to be like none of the above or all of the above. And, you know, if you're feeling confusion, I would, you know, maybe suggest taking a step back and look at that and say, you know, why am I confused? Was there something that someone said to me or just to the world in general that put ideas in my head as to what ace should be. Cause at the end of the day, identity is whatever you make it to be and is subjective. And if your specific flair of ace, uh, involves some, uh, sex in the, in the regards of quote, a strong desire to get fucked end quote, then that's valid. That's entirely valid. Uh, talking stick. Honestly, I don't know if I have anything to add. Well, uh, damn, I lean on you for the good answers. <laughs> um, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Your identity is however you want it to be. So if that's a desire that you have, take some time to think about it and think about what that means to you. And you can go from there. Um, as I am not ace, I just want to tread carefully with how I answer because I don't feel very qualified to answer. Like, I can give you my kind of almost like speculatory answer or my general consensus type answer, which is like, you know, your identity is however you want it to be. So your feelings are valid and your desires are valid. So take some time to really evaluate for yourself what they mean to you. And that will help you make informed decisions on how you want to proceed. Yeah. You know, one thing that I have seen um, some ace people uplift and then echo online was um, those who identify as ace but still enjoy having sex uh 
some ace people feel, you know, when they enjoy sex, it's mainly a thing for them personally to enjoy because they enjoy the gratification more than like doing something for their partner. And they just enjoy feeling that physical stimulation. Or on the flip side, some ace people enjoy uh, intercourse with their partners uh, in the S and parents. Um, some ace people enjoy intercourse with their partners to give them that same sensation. And that's valid. But, you know, going back to what we were saying, any sort of situation that you find yourself in doesn't invalidate whatever label you uh, identify with. So, yeah. That's my question. (coughs) Anything else on that one, or should we do the next one? That's all I got. Cool. Let's do the next one. Dear Jazzy and Mimi, I have developed feelings for someone, and they have not reciprocated them. We share a similar space, let's say an ABDL Discord, and seeing them interact, flirt, play with others hurts me, but I don't want to abandon this space. What should I do? Hopelessly in love and confused pronouns, he him. So I have a lot to say on this one, and I feel like you do too. Um, I think the best place to start uh, is the first sentence. I have developed for uh, I have developed feelings for someone, and they have not reciprocated them. Period. It the question should end right there. That should be like the end of the discussion. You know what I mean? Like well, that's sort of sort of, but it's just like if you have feelings for someone. And those feelings are not reciprocated. It's not going to be a thing. Just simple as that. I mean, yes and no. I have a follow-up question which would add clarity to the situation. Um, Does this person know you have feelings for them? Oh, I see where you went with that. If it's an unrequited thing and you have feelings for them, which is okay... And they're not reciprocating because they have no idea. That's one thing. And I get it. Like if, you know, if they don't have any idea and you're watching them, you know, flirt and play with others, that can be hard. That Mm -hmm. absolutely can be hard. Um, And that's one thing. But like if they know you have feelings for them and they don't reciprocate them, it's still hard. And I'm I'm not going to lie. It's it's it. It's hard to watch somebody that you have feelings for interact with others like that, especially because I'm sure it also means you want to you wish that they were interacting with you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if they know and they don't reciprocate, then it's a it's a sucky situation. And I'm and I'm sorry that, you know, that's like something that you're experiencing the best thing that I can, you know, offer an advice is to take your time and kind of come to terms with that. It's not always easy, but um, it's just kind of the way that you 
you got to go about it. Um, if they don't know and it's hurting you, then you've got one of two options. You can either let it keep hurting you or you can say something and talk to them because you'll never know if they'll reciprocate truly if they don't know that you have the feelings in the first place. And two, yeah, it, it's hard, but if you don't tell them and you don't talk to them, it's only hard at that point because you're making it hard on yourself. By talking to them, it may flip around and become drastically easier. It may also become harder, so you have to be ready for that. But unless you talk to them, you're kind of you're kind of just stuck. I think that communication is going to be the key. And you know, it's okay. Um, like if you choose to like whatever you choose to do with relation to how you want to handle those feelings, um, as long as it's healthy and not self-destructive, you know, there's lots of ways that you can go about this, but I would say step number one is if they don't know, they deserve to. Yeah. So I'm totally with you on this. Uh, when I initially read this, I was operating on the assumption that this person had, um, this person had some sort of like finality and closure because of the wording they were using. Like, um, they said like, I feelings for someone, uh, they have not reciprocated them. So that led me to, to believe that this person like reached out or somehow got in touch with this person and said, Hey, do you have feelings? Other person said, no, uh, Listening to your perspective, though, it's entirely possible that this person did not do that and doesn't definitively know if they were reciprocated or not. So I'd say the first step for this person is like actually like ask uh, because you don't know if they're not reciprocated until you just, you know, flat out communicate. Um, but, you know, if this is the case where the feelings are not <clears throat> reciprocated, then, you know, that's and you have like finality in that regard, like the feelings were not reciprocated. That's the end of the story. You, you know, that's the end of the story. And it's, in my opinion, kind of shitty when when someone politely tells, you no, and then, you know, they go about their life. It's not exactly cool to feel like any sort of of jealousy or, or anything, really, like, oh, this person is interacting with other people but not interacting with me. I got hashtag friend-zoned, and it's like, eh, that, 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 that feels yucky. But, you know, again, this, this question does change context depending on whether or not this person has, like, very definitive, hard evidence one way or another as to whether or not feelings were reciprocated. But that is the assumption that I was operating under. After, again, after listening to you, I'm totally with your response. I mean, like, if they do know and they don't reciprocate, rejection sucks. I'm not going to mm -hmm. beat around the bush. Rejection sucks. 
It does. And yeah, your feelings are valid. If you're if you're feeling hurt or you're feeling tough feelings because they're not reciprocating and they go about their life and they're interacting with other people. Yeah, that's good. That hurts. I get it. Um, but that's also on you, not on them. Well, I don't want to make my, I just want to be very careful with how I word this. Cause I don't want my response to this to seem like I'm pointing the finger or placing blame because you're, you feel your feelings and yeah, if you have feelings for somebody and they don't reciprocate, yeah, it hurts. And yeah, it sucks. It's just like, you basically like you're in, you're allowed to feel jealous and you're allowed to feel your feelings. They're valid. Just be like for the simple fact that you're feeling them, but don't take them out of context for yourself. Yeah. You know, you're feeling those feelings and that's okay. But but putting those out just into remember that you don't have the um entitlement, not entitlement, the jurisdiction. I don't even know what the best way to put this. Like the yeah. You certainly have the right to feel those feelings, but you may not have but if they don't reciprocate those feelings, you don't have any right to act on them. Yeah. So you can feel your feelings, but that's a battle that you have to be able to work out for yourself. Like we can tell you all the things you should do. I'm going to add one caveat. One thing that you shouldn't do is ever, and I'm not saying that you ever would do this or any of that, but if you have feelings for somebody and they don't reciprocate, don't make them feel bad for it. If you're feeling, yes. if you're feeling hard feelings about it, that's okay. And you have support networks and people you can talk to. That's great. But like, the worst thing you can do I'm t like, I will tell you to talk to them and tell you like, if they don't know, but if they know and they're doing things like don't talk to them and be like, you know, what you're doing is really hard for me. Like I'm all about open communication, but you don't have the license to make other people feeling bad for what they don't feel. And like I said, I'm yeah. not saying that you would ever, that anybody would do this but I want to make sure I answer thoroughly. You are entitled to your feelings and you are okay to feel them. But if they don't reciprocate because they don't have those feelings for you, then your battle with your feelings is your battle. Not anyone else's, but like exclusively yours. Now, you know, I would, I want to circle back to saying, uh, you said not saying anyone would do this, I would say that, you know, absolutely some people would do that because it's a manipulation tactic. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, and it's gross and it happens all the time to, to people, unfortunately, where someone gets turned down and then the person turns toxic to either the person that turned them down or starts talking shit about them behind their back 
or taking this in the context and mentioning ABDL Discord, like getting all like publicly mopey whenever there's like a little like play scene going on, they just get all like, oh, woe is me, and like emo in that channel or one of the other channels. It's just like there's a time and a place for to express your very, very valid, and I do want to emphasize valid feelings. And that place is in the DMs with your friends in a non-toxic manner. Yep. Yeah. Good shit. <laughs> Should we do the next one? Yeah. Yeah. Let's have a look. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Let's see. Dear Jazz Crew. Yesterday, my roommates asked me about panties they found when I forgot my laundry in the dryer last time. Today, getting my clothes out, I dropped training panties in the hall. Do I try and make up a lie? Or should I tell them all? If I tell them, how do I get the courage to open up about being a baby girl without exploding them then and there? Uh, I would say if your roommates found uh, panties in the laundry, that's one thing, because it's just like those are those are underwear. And, you know, that's pretty easy to explain. Away. Like, oh, these are my underwear. And it's not a big deal because anyone of any gender identity is able to wear panties and it's no big deal. I certainly did wear panties when I was male identifying because they were really comfy. Um, so I would say that right there is just like, it's 2020. Anyone can fucking wear panties when it comes to training panties. I would. Hmm. And again, this is just speaking as if this was me. If I was in a situation where I was living with roommates and they didn't know that I was a little, and I didn't want them knowing that I was a little, I would probably, not bring it up at all until someone else brought it up to me. And then if someone brought it up to me, I would say just like, you know, I would, I personally would use the excuse of like, Oh yeah. My, my hormones. Sometimes I just like dribble at night or something like that. And just like find just a very like logical way out of it and everything. And just try to give them just like a quick, concise answer and just like, dip the fuck out of that conversation as quick as possible. Just like the more elaborate the lie, the more, the more sus it sounds. Um, if you do want to open up about that, um, I would definitely say read the room and then try to get a read on your roommates and see like, you know, are, are these people that, it would be good to come out as an ABDL too. Like would are they super open? Are they also somewhere in the kink sphere? Do they have any sort of like pre-established base knowledge? Am I a risk of them having a very, very, very poor reaction? If you want to go that route, I would totally just feel it out. And then certainly you could use the training panties as a perfect like curve into that conversation. Um, but again, going back, if I were personally in that situation, I would try, I, w I would not touch it 
until it was brought up. And then if it was brought up, just find like a quick, easy, concise, whoop, whoop, just in, out, done. Talking stick. Um, gosh, you're, you're so much more specific about how you would handle that than I think I would ever be. <laughs> um, Ashley has a really good point in the chat. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah. What she got to say. Uh, Ashley says, I will toss in my piece of uh, people are idiots. Do they know they were training panties and not just childish panties since they've already seen other panties? Which is a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. I am just very curt because like. If. If I want my roommates to know about my like kink life then I take those decisions very carefully in how I explain things but like what I wear in my pants that's none of their business yeah. so it like honestly if I was in the same situation like you could explain away panties pretty easy but like my policy on that kind of stuff is just tell the truth, but don't give them information that they don't need. Why do you have panties? They're comfy. I like them. End of story. Why don't about, you have panties? What about the training panties? Or if they start asking about that, that's none of your business. Yeah. With all due respect, that's private and not a conversation I would like to have. Boom. Yeah. Done. You can confidently and gently set a firm boundary with your roommates because like, let's be real. Um, unless they're your partner and that's something you've consented to or they're sleeping with you. You don't really need to answer those questions. And even then, if they're your partner or they're sleeping with you, you still don't have to answer those questions. For real. Like, you know, it's... You don't have to do anything. You can politely tell them that it is not a discussion that you are wanting to have and that it is none of their business. Or you can take the Newfoundlander route and go, oh, yeah, it's Nanya. What? Nanya business. It's Nanya. Or you can go the um, the BC route and go, uh, take off, you hoser. Yeah, take off, eh? Why don't take you? off, eh? Go get some poutine, eh? Oh, sorry. Patin. Okay. The last question of the day. Sorry. <laughs> You're right there? My, collecting my breath. <clears throat> Dear Jazzy and Mimi. In the vast kink community, individuals sometimes have a habit of fetishizing things they really shouldn't in certain situations, be it medical, disabilities, race, or just trauma. But what do you do when someone makes a kink-related joke or make your daily struggles out to be some game? 
be it you actually have medical diaper needs or someone perving your injections or medication as some medical play game, how do you address it in a way that keeps you safe and points out the issue without seeming or coming off like a jerk? Personally, I tell them off regardless, but not everyone understands yeah. that fun could be hurting someone. Also, those that don't understand that not everything is a situation or topic to play. Thanks for many y'alls from the Southern Lamb Cloud Puddles. Pronoun she, her. Uh, so I would say zero out of zero times in this situation, if you call someone on being shitty, are you the jerk? And if someone is making you out to be a jerk for, um, we're saying, hey, uh, maybe you shouldn't be ableist or racist or insert ist here, then they are the person being a jerk. If they are the one saying, well, why are you raining on a parade? It's just a joke. Um, this is a really touchy topic for me as someone who has a couple of different disabilities herself. Um, it is really frustrating when I see people in the community who are medically incontinent, who are like turbo fetishized, who are like, Oh my God, are you 24 seven? I want to put my face in your diaper hole. It's just like, so fucking like, it's not only gross, it's also tacky, you know? And it's also just very ableist. And it is so frustrating that we're having to have this conversation with adults that you shouldn't you shouldn't get your rocks off to oh my god I just I can't believe that we have to cover this but we do have to cover this um like prime example um if person x is is non-kinky and is not in the kink sphere at all and they are struggling with incontinence. It's not appropriate to try to get them into exclusively 24-7 ABDL diapered situations, especially if the person in question feels a certain kind of way about not wanting to be uh, diapered because that is a matter of like dignity and decency to some people. And... There's a whole industry of incontinence products specifically aimed at people who want to wear something that feels like underwear or panties and has the aesthetic of panties or underwear or briefs, but and, and, and doesn't look or feel like a diaper because it's a matter of this embarrassment and and dignity. And it's not like, teehee, I'm so humiliated. It's a matter of you know what I mean? It's, it's very frustrating. And like, I've literally seen on one of my friends, FetLife profile, she had to put it in big red letters. Please do not fetishize my bedwetting. And I had to like, take a step back and think like, wow, that is actually something that she has to say and put in big red letters. Like, please don't, get your rocks off to a medical thing that I deal with. That's really, it's really awful. And you know, it, 
as fun as it is for like me and like immediate chosen family members like Ruka and Nif and Tonki and Oya and you and Ashi, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. My really close friends to be like, haha, Jazzy with the bed and everything, you know, it's just whatever. That's one thing. If 17 people on a daily basis are like, did you wet the bed? 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 It, that, that just gets so old so fast. And it's just so gross. Um, I also see this in regard of um, people fetishizing trans people in the regard where it's just like, oh, you went through so many procedures and now you have a neo vagina. Oh, you're a new girl. Oh, are you on injections or e-tablets? And it's just like, can you please stop being transphobic and like being like, like infatuated with the every detail of our bodies? Like <laughs> it's, it's just, it's gross. And like, I think I was talking to, I forget who I was talking to. I definitely haven't said this on the podcast before, but there was a situation at our local dungeon where someone was involved in race play role play. Um, and needless to say, it was excessively racist and they were told to leave the dungeon. And all of us were really fucking happy about that. But you know, there's a lot of like no fly zones, especially given who we finally after four years kicked out of office in the United States, like this should not be something that we have to talk about, but here we are. So yes, I, I probably do sound like I'm coming off like a jerk to some people, but to the people who think I'm coming off like a jerk, I really think it's important to question that and really think like, why am I being made upset made to feel upset by what Jazzy is saying here. Why am I being made upset by saying that I should not be forcing people into diapers that do not want to be or fetish mining hardcore every chance I get? It's if you're questioning why you get mad when someone says, don't fetish mine, don't do X, Y, or Z, don't make up crazy elaborate stories post it seven different places with seven different spins to make it palatable for those specific seven audiences just don't just don't you know what i mean talking stick i'm sorry i need i need water so bad where do i even start i'm going to say plain and simple you never, ever have to tolerate somebody fetishizing you or your struggles, no matter what they are. If somebody is fetishizing you or anything of your life that you are not happy with or not comfortable with, you have my consent and support to tell them the fuck off. Mine too. And if you don't want to or you're not comfortable, I fucking will. Because it's not okay. You can 
people can fetishize things as they want to. It may be okay, it may be not, depending on what they're fetishizing. But you do not actively fetishize and angle that at people or their struggles. It would be like fetishizing somebody who's severely depressed or fetishizing somebody who's got epilepsy. Like, that's fucked up and beyond ridiculous. And I won't have it. And you shouldn't either. So, as far as, like, trying to address it without coming across as a jerk, I respect and understand your desire to deliver those frustrations and boundaries tactfully and with respect. And I think that that's very admirable. I'm afraid that I... The only answer that I can give in that regard is educate before... Education over abrasion. If you want to do it tactfully and with respect, you tell them, listen, it's not okay that you're doing this. I'm very uncomfortable. This is why it's not okay. Or you can be like Miss Mimi and don't give a zero fucks. Tell them their ass off. Tell them they're being a creep. Tell them they're being a jerk. And if they think you're being a jerk, fucking let them. Because at the end of the day, they're only thinking you're being a jerk because you told them off for something that they didn't want to be told off for. They're thinking you're a jerk because they didn't want to hear that they're being shitty. And the fact that they got told off for being shitty means they're looking to blame you for it. They don't want to accept responsibility for the shittiness that they are perpetuating. So, again, I very much respect your desire to address the situation with tact and non-aggression and not, and, you know, very respectfully. I do. I appreciate that. And you know what? If that's something that you can do, then I respect, I respect that a hell of a lot. Um, yeah. I would just, you know, especially if they've done it more than once. I just, at that point, if, if you've told them, and they're still doing it. I don't know if they deserve the respectful answer. At the end of the day, your boundaries are your boundaries and they're okay. If they're being shitty, they should be told they're being shitty. 
if I can seize the talking stick for one second. Please. Uh, Val in the chat just came in with a really good comment. I want to read it real quick. Um, I've had someone on FetLife swoop into my inbox with a blindness fetish once. Honestly, it wasn't even the fetish itself I had issues with. Uh, I cared more about how much sexism his kink was wrapped up in and the fact that he was trying to, as you put it, angle it at me, a certified uh, blind with zero consent. Um, this is exactly what we're talking about. This is literally exactly what we're talking about is like just the intersection of gross non-consent and other things like sexism or transphobia or anything is just like, it's all, it's all so yucky and tacky and gross. Like prime example is as a lot of people, as I've said numerous times on the show, and as a lot of people know, I'm very dyslexic. And the fact that I was able to bust through that uh, little chunk of text, I'm actually really proud of. But there have been absolutely people of, uh, where it's just like, oh, reading is hard for a one and a half year old. My boyfriend's allowed to do it because, because my boyfriend's allowed to do it and it's cute when he does it. It's not cute when anyone else does it. But it's just like, oh, and yes, you did get notice. I'm glad that you're blushing. We love you. Thanks for joining in the show. Um, but this is exactly what we're talking about. And thank you for sharing your experience um, live on the show. That's really, that's really, really sucky. I'm sorry that that is something that you had to deal with, but that's literally a prime example of what we're talking about is God, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I feel like um, if I were to reiterate again, it would just be kind of like beating the point home, but this is a point worth beating home and everything. I'm going to give the talking stick back. It's, um, yeah. Yeah. Your boundaries are your boundaries and you should never be afraid to assert them. And this goes for anybody who's listening. If you are in a situation and you are afraid to assert those boundaries or somebody needs to be told off because they're being shitty, you can always come talk to me and I will either walk you through it, walk with you through it, or if pending the situation, if it'll help, I'll tell them off for you. Because I don't want that to happen to anybody. Mimi is a mom durator for a reason. It's a load of bullshit and you sh nobody should have to deal with that. 100. That's all I've got to say on that one. Is there anything else that you wanted to tack on there before we wrap it up? Mm, no, I think I said all I need to say. Said very well, I should say. I feel like you put it like infinitely more eloquently than I did. In between my fits of coughing. I mean, we're both there with the coughing tonight. So yeah, yes. let's wrap it up. Let's bring it on home. Um, thank you for listening to episode 42 of Dear Jazzy. 
once again. I can't believe we did we didn't make any sort of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy reference and, until like right now in the episode. But here we are at forty two, the meaning of the universe. Um, I've been Jasmine Starshine. You can find me online and at Little Jazzy Baby on Twitter or um, at Little Princess Jazzy on Instagram. Um, all my links, you can find everything on at oddswithgod.com. You can also find me on Discord uh, at Jasmine Starshine hash 0001 um, on, or on the Dear Jazzy server or pretty much anywhere. Uh, that's where you can find me, Miss Mimi. Where can people find you? And can you tell us about your lullabies? Most reliably, you can find me on Twitter at Twitter backslash B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T. That's Belnacht. Um, bonus points if you can find the fun pun in there, but, you know, hey. You can also find me at SoundCloud backslash Miss Mimi's Lullabies. Check it out. I just uploaded a new one today. And it's been really good. It, I've been told it's pretty good, so you should check it out. Um, Please buy... Please commission her. Please commission her. Please commission Um, her. Yeah. Commissions are open. I try to keep them cheap. Uh, For someone with a music degree and a household of instruments, your rates are unbelievable. I have to say. They're unbelievably cheap is what they are. Exactly what I was going for. So, uh, yeah, if you want to commission me, every little bit helps. Um, and honestly, it would go a long way to helping me buy gifts for my family for Christmas because I get to go home and see my family for the first time in three years. Oh, shit. Here. Congratulations on that. I mean, I've seen like my immediate family, like my brother and my parents for Christmas the last couple of years. But I get to go home and see my family for the first time in three years. That's huge. That's awesome. um, I would like to bring some gifts. So commission me and I will give lots of stories about my adventures. And the best way, once again, to support the show is not only through Miss Mimi's Lullabies, but also through our Patreon campaign, which... I like I feel, you know, gives a very fair amount of porn out. I, I like to think I treat my patrons well. Um, they certainly treat me well. Thank you once again to everyone who supports the show. If you want to join the Patreon, that is patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine. Get you some porn of none other uh, than yours truly right here. Uh, again, I'm really excited for the new camera. Shit's about to sparkle. I'm really excited about that. Get some slick POV shots. Sinners can tell me what kind of POV situations they want and that sort of thing. So yeah, please check out the Patreon. Please check out Miss Mimi's Lullabies. Check out Cam Buddy. I've been Jasmine Starshine. And I have been Miss Mimi. And we will see you next time. decides to be a goddamn Karen and be like, well, I speak to your manager. I'm the person they call. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Riddle me that one, Batman. Riddle me tits. <laughs> <laughs>